The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Travelers Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, a day where a superstar made his first career PGA Tour ace and where we had not one, but two late 59 watches just as the coverage ended. Yeah, the... um... Have you seen this thing about how Denny McCarthy looks like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald? Oh, God. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. <laughs> so there's a group of people that think that, that Denny McCarthy looks like Lee Harvey Oswald, and so now they're saying he banked one off the grassy knoll on, on uh, eight. I guess it was the ninth hole on the golf course. Oh, um, uh, he kind of does look like Lee Harvey Oswald. I'll tell you that. I know. It's pretty crazy. So he banks one off the green on nine on the course, his 18th hole of the day, and it takes a peek at the. I mean, nobody's ever. I wonder what the longest shot for 59, like the longest hole out for 59 oh, is. Okay. I've, uh, Snedeker's, uh, Snedeker's felt like 18 feet ish. Snedeker? Didn't Snedeker shoot 59th in Wyndham? Oh, yeah. I think he did. I, that's a good one. Because there's only been, what, 12 or something like that? 10, could, 11, 12. I mean, we could find that out. They're probably all. Uh, here we go. Oh, here's the shot. Okay, so I don't know how far he was. Oh, oh this is my tweet. God. Good job, Josh. So That's he sick. was the official, the official number was 169 yards. To any, it, it rolled past. I I noted this in the tweet, but it, it rolled past. But it took a it took a look right there. I mean, an inch to the right and f- hole out for fifty nine. Are you kidding me? It would been awesome. Would have been. It would awesome. have been sweet. Josh, if you can, can you pull up the Wikipedia page of? Uh, I th- I think there's a page of all the sub sixty rounds. Um, definitely in PGA Tour history, but but maybe just in professional golf history because there's been some on. Like the Asian tour, uh, I think Stephen Yeager shot fifty nine on the Corn Ferry. It's it's happened not a lot, uh, kind of perfect game amount, right? Right. It's yeah, pretty probably, rare. Probably, there are probably more perfect games than 
sub 60. Well, maybe not in all of professional golf, but definitely. On the I, Tour. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I think, I think like there's 20, per, I think it's like 20 perfect games. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more. It, it got started to get silly there. Like when Mark Burley was throwing perfect games and uh, I feel like it doesn't happen. I feel like it happened a lot when we were kind of in college age. Do you remember the, uh, oof. I have, I have the, uh, I have the number. There's 23 perfect games, perfect games. So that's about, I think that's about twice as many as, uh, 59s on the PGA 59s or 58s on the PGA tour. How about this? This will be a fun game. Can you name <laughs> the last, the last perfect game? Or 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 the first perfect game. Uh Hoyt Wilhelm through the first <laughs> perfect game. Uh was was uh Dallas Keiko the last perfect game? <laughs> Dallas No, his was uh I don't think his was a perfect game. Oh. I think his was a no hitter on Mother's Day. Verlander? I don't know. Uh the most recent was wait, who did you say? Dallas Keuchel. I think you're. I think you're thinking of Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden. So Felix Hernandez's was the most recent. That was really well. Yeah, that feels like a long time ago, actually. So there has not been one since 2012. I, the one that obviously sticks to me is Roy Halladay as a Philadelphia Philly in in May of 2010. The first in the so they had this broken down by major league like like pre like 19th century and then what they consider the world series era so the first in the world series era was cy young of course was that like what a sicko the guy did it all have you read we might have talked about this have you read joe posnanski's baseball 100 book no but uh you met the last time you mentioned it i added it to my like list yeah it's it's so good okay we got 50, we got uh we so got 15 on this uh, by the way who 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 do you think gained more strokes? Uh, Denny McCarthy today or Ricky Fowler and Xander last Thursday at LACC? Oh, uh, well, I can tell you it was very close. Yeah. <laughs> um, so both of them were in the nines. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we had a 59 on the Sunshine Tour this year. Didn't realize that. Are these, these are by, okay. So these are most recent. These are, these are by year. So Casey Jarvis has shot the most recent professional golf sub 60 round. He shot a 59 on the sunshine tour. Uh, I don't know the date, but the Stella Artois players championship. Yeah. And we've had one each of the last six years, exactly one, uh, five years. So, so I can remember. Okay. So Scotty, what, how long was Scotty's putt? I don't think it was very long. Was it 10, eight, Kevin Chappell had a putt for 58 and he tapped in for 59. Right? It's pretty dirty. Yeah, that's sick. Snedeker's was, I felt, I'll go back and look it up, but I felt like it was like 18 feet and he like caught the lip and it and it dropped. Um, I don't remember JT's at all. JT had, I think he started on 10 and I think he eagled nine. To shoot 15. I think he made a three on nine because on nine at YLI, you can send it like over the trees. I might be making all of this up, but that's how I remember it. 
I agree with you. Well, so this would have been, I mean, obviously 167 yards or whatever would have been by far the longest uh, we've ever had. It, it, it ends up being a round of 60 for Denny McCarthy in his exactly 500th career round on the PGA Tour. He will be your first uh, first round leader. Yeah, I mean, he's playing great golf. I don't, I don't know what he shot at. Or I don't know how he played at the US Open last week, but obviously almost wins Memorial. I, I think I've sort of come around. I think some of these guys, Rick, and, and you can probably speak to this better than I can, but I think sometimes they get labeled, oh, he's just a putter. He's just a great putter. He's a he's a putter, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I don't know. Denny McCarthy's got some game. Like he's a, he's a good player. I, I don't know. I don't know what his comp is. Like, is he a, is he a, better is he a longer kevin kisner is that like a stupid comp so the thing the crazy part is he's probably like a way better putter than kisner is he i mean there was there's like a four or five year stretch where he's like the best putter on tour and and the, the interesting part about that is that he's probably a better overall player now he's getting he's getting a lot better right like he used to be completely reliant on whatever the putter was going to do. And he's not really like that anymore. He's just like a, I think he's like a slightly above average player everywhere else, but he's the best putter in the world. And usually when you have a guy who's like the best putter in the world, he's crap everywhere else. And he's just like yeah. slightly above average. Yeah. So data golf's comps to him, Brant Snedeker, Brad Faxon, Kevin Chapel, Ben Crane. Two, two, of first, two of the first three guys you named have shot sub sixty rounds. <laughs> I know Bud Colley, Jeff Overton. I, I think I think the Snedeker and and Chapel uh, comps are. I actually think the Snedeker one's pretty good, right? Because Snedeker yeah. was such a great putter, but he was also he was like a really solid player elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there wasn't seventy guys that I thought were going to be on the Ryder Cup team, maybe we'd be talking more about Danny McCarthy. Yeah, Danny McCarthy in the midst of a very good year, and he's in the midst of a very good tournament. So 10 under par, he is going to lead the way. We also had a little bit of a sniff at 59 from Adam Scott, who was 9 under par through 15 holes before making a double on 17 from the middle of the fairway. KP, he just left it 15 yards short, hit in the water. Yeah, that was that was weird, right? I, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was such a huge miss in the midst of a, again, nearly perfect round. Uh, it was bizarre. It was truly bizarre. I think this. I think this actually. So two things. One, the drive on seventeen was just a clown show. It was sick. It was so good. But I think that his his card here actually speaks to why it's. So, I mean, obviously, shooting fifty nine is difficult, but. You turn one swing around and make it a three, and all of a sudden you shot. Did I say sixty nine? I meant fifty nine. Yeah. Uh, but like you can't have, you can't make mistakes, right? Like you, it's even one mistake is just so destruct destructive to trying to shoot fifty nine on the PGA Tour. A double and a bogey on the card, offset by eleven birdies. To shoot a 62, eight under par, two shots off the lead for Adam Scott. The putt that Snedeker made for 59 was uh, 20 feet. Whew. I remember him being fired up about it. I love yeah, Brian Snedeker. I just, I just watched the video again. He was very fired up about it. I got a tweet last night that said, uh, 
it was just out of nowhere. It said, uh, Hey Kyle, I was driving home from work today thinking about Brett, Brant Snedeker. Should I seek help immediately? <laughs> the answer? Yes. <laughs> I said you should. And probably soon. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, he was, he was pretty fired up. He should have been. Um, the, so the, the the thing that got wiped away in the early wave was Keegan Bradley going out and almost being the first round leader again. So he shot an eight under 62 as well, in which I don't know if you know this, Kyle, but I was just kind of flipping through the numbers here. Keegan Bradley is your first round leader much more frequently than basically anybody else on the PGA Tour. So since January 1st of 2019, here are the guys in terms of quantity of how often they've been first round leader uh, PGA Tour events only. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Keegan Bradley. Is that the is that the order like from most to, to least of the top guys? Correct. Do you have the number? Do you have how many times? John Rahm eleven times, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy ten, Keegan Bradley nine. Does that include co-lead or just solo? It includes co-lead. Okay. That's crazy, right? He <laughs> now he plays more than those guys, but it is a similar rate of a similar rate as Colin, Colin Morikawa, um, better than Tony Finau, better than Jordan Spieth. Like it, it, there, there is obviously he he plays more events than those guys, but there is something to him outpacing in round one compared to many of his peers. Yeah, I wonder. I, I need more time. I, I've not heard that stat before. I need more time to sort of think about what that means. Um, Cause he's obviously not in the, in the class of those first three guys that you mentioned. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean, is there, is, is there a takeaway from you or you just think it's an interesting stat? I just think that I, I do think that there are, um, I just think there are guys that start, start better. And whether he is, uh, you know, fully, fully rested, whether because he's not in a lot of featured groups, he ends up getting like, I'd like to see if, does he get a, a disproportionate amount of uh, AMT times because a, like early AMT times tend to lead to first round leaders more frequently. Um, is it, is, does it become like after, is he capable of shooting this low every day? But when he gets into the mix early, now he's like a mental case. Like I don't, and Keegan is also such an interesting guy because I do think he's probably a little neurotic in like a very good way that a lot of this just could be very mental for him being like, all right, I've got a fresh start. I'm even par. I'm playing my first hole of the week. Well, you know what I mean? Like he is like, he is, I would dissect his brain. It sounds like he just did. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think one thing about him, and again, I don't have numbers on this. I'm just throwing theories out there. It, it would be interesting to, and maybe you actually know this, it would be interesting to see, because Rory was actually talking about this last week at the U.S. Open, with the green speeds getting um, slippier, slipperier as the week wore on. And that's not a... That might be a common thing, but it's not as extreme as it is at a U.S. Open, right? So, so I wonder if there's something to guys getting used to green speeds in a way that Keegan just doesn't, right? Like, I, I wonder if that's sort of his his competitive advantage in round one is that nobody's used to the green speeds yet, so everybody's kind of out of whack as it relates to making putts. Interesting. And he he can kind of move ahead because of his ball striking. But then as the week wears on and guys get used to 
how fast the greens are running and are able to make more. Again, that's like just a random theory that I have, but I wonder if there's anything to it. I love it. No, um, I I will add it to the list of things of why Keegan Bradley could be such a first good uh, first round player uh, on on the good way. Now, Patrick Cantlay. Five under uh, 65. This should be a surprise to absolutely no one because Patrick Cantlay is one of the best players in the world. And also he has dominated around TPC River Highland. So he will enter round number two, five shots off the pace, three shots off of second and very much in the mix. Yeah, it, honestly, it just makes last week more frustrating. Yeah, that's so annoying. Because what's going to happen is he's going to win this week and seven of his last eight rounds are going to be gaining like four strokes to the field or something like that. But because he played himself out of it on Thursday at LACC, he, he like has this ugly backdoor T14. I did a aggregate major leaderboard today. Ooh. In, in terms of uh relative to par relative to par. Yeah. So I, so maybe Josh can pull, excuse me, pull it up. Pull but... up yet, Josh. Let me guess. Um, Scotty. Uh, T1. Uh, Brooks. T1. Victor. I think he was third. Because we're talking about Cantley, probably Cantley. He was, you're destroying this. Uh, he was fifth. <laughs> um, the Zan- other two are. Oh, Rory. Zan- Xander six. Rory didn't make the cut at the Masters. Oh, God. Who am I, who am I forgetting? Uh, John Rahm is fourth. Oh, God. John Rahm, yeah, he's pretty good. All right, show us Josh if you have it. The master, the masters, <laughs> masters winner. My bad. <laughs> wow. So, so here you go. So, so you have to make the cut to qualify for all of them. So, Kepka, Scheffler, eighteen under, Victor, thirteen, Rahm, eight, Rahm six. The other, the rest under par: Xander at five under, Smith at three under, Morikawa at two under, Lowry at one under. Uh, people were popping me for putting an exclamation point next to Ryan Fox's name. I'm sorry. It's it's surprising that Ryan Fox has made the cut at all three majors and not Rory McIlroy or Jordan Spieth. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, when your list is the top like 15 players in the world and then Ryan Fox, like Ryan Fox is great, but he's like the 39th best player in the world at best. So an exclamation point is acceptable. Yeah. So I thought this was interesting. Uh, it reminded me or Cantlay's round at TPC River Highlands reminded me of just how solid. I mean, but the thing I was going to say about this, not to turn this into a discussion about Cantlay at the majors, has it felt like he's actually been in any of these? I guess the masters kind of, but not really. No, but that's like kind of his thing, right? It's just like, he's never, he's often within arm's reach, but never, never in battle. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. So somebody suggested that instead of like, you know how on Wikipedia you get a yellow box for a top 10 and a green for a win. Yeah. You should get an orange for a non-competitive top 10. (laughs) (laughs) What would the criteria be? You were, you were not within X number of shots on the weekend. Well, the way that I defined it is I think it's going into the final round because we talk, you and I talk a lot about, you know, did you ever like Sundays just, it's like a different tournament altogether. So I kind of made up a stat where it, it was like you have to be within 
three of the leader, but there can only be so many guys ahead of you, or you could be within like four of the leader, but fewer guys ahead of you. So there's some, there's some balance of, and I just made the whole thing up, but there was some balance of how many you were within the leader of and how many people were in front of you. And I just don't, I mean, that's my thing with Xander and Cantlay, right? Is going into Sunday. Okay, great. You shot 62 on Thursday. Where, where are you at on Saturday night? And they just haven't really ever been in that spot. But you're right. Probably this weekend at yeah. Traveler. And it's going to be seven out of eight are going to be freaking awesome. Okay, well, we've got to talk about Scotty Scheffler. We've got to talk about Rory McIlroy, who did something today he has never, I repeat, never done on the PGA Tour. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Rory McIlroy makes history, literally. For the first time in his PGA Tour career, Rory McIlroy made an ace, which feels impossible, but KP, he did it on hole number eight today from 213 yards. He knocks it in for officially his first ace. That was a great shot. Uh, it didn't get much out of the round, but it was a great shot. Are you surprised that that was his first one? Seems impossible, right? I mean, he's been one of the best players in the world for a decade. Play, it just how is not one not fall? Now, I don't know. Like, he could have, I don't know how many European tour uh, aces he has. I, I guess he probably doesn't have any major championship aces. I don't know how often he is making them out and about in Jupiter or anything like that, but it just kind of seems unlikely that he has not made one before. <laughs> Well, it seems especially unlikely because I'm going to, I'm going to read this, uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg of no lane up wrote it last week. And he was telling me the story when we were at the U S open, he said, he asked, he said his daughter wanted him to ask Rory, would you rather make 20 ACE, 20 holes in one playing by yourself or one hole in one playing with your friends? <laughs> and he said, which is a very like kid question and great yes. question yes. to ask, but he said, I think I'd have to go with the hole-in-one in front of my friends. And KVV said, who would ever believe you if you said you made 20 holes in one by yourself? And he said, 
So he said, I actually made my first hole in one by myself at Hollywood golf club in Northern Ireland. And he said he ran back to the clubhouse or to the, uh, to, yeah, to the clubhouse to tell everybody. And KVV said, do they believe you? And he said they did because he was pretty good already. <laughs> yeah. Because he's Rory and he's a flusher and he was hitting like chips into drying machines but, on national television at three. But, K- but, but KVV said, how old were you? And he said, oh, I was eight. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that that leads me to believe he's got quite a few of these. <laughs> uh, it was just it, I I was like if you would have said was that his first hole in one or not his first hole in one on the PGA Tour I would have lost that bet. Yeah, I mean Corey Connors and Victor Hovland make one a month seemingly like they are <laughs> constantly they are constantly making them. Yeah, Corey and- Connors has more holes in one than most like towns. Corey, Corey Connors subscribes to like Aces Plus, where for $49.99 he gets one a month. Like it's just yeah, it's crazy. It's he actually crazy. has them them segmented by whether they dunk, whether they were dunked, whether they rolled in, whether they hit the pin. Yeah, did he cut it in? Did he fade it in? Yeah. There's different categories for him. Uh, uh you're right though. It was a two under sixty-eight. He didn't didn't get a lot out of this round. Uh he will enter round number two, T forty seven. So it, it was kind of a all up and down day for Rory. He made the ace, he made uh five more birdies, five more bogeys. So kind of uh kind of loose. Uh yeah, very I would say very loose, especially coming off. You know, I I didn't see his comments after the round, but last week was pretty emotional. Always, Scotty Scheffler actually talked about this. Of when you're in contention, it's just so hard. You're so exhausted because you're exerting not only physical energy but mental and emotional energy as well. Now that having been said, they played together on Sunday. Scotty shot 63, so <laughs> uh, I think Rory will be there until the end. I, I don't. I didn't envision him winning this tournament coming into the week but uh he's this feels like 68 kind of feels like his floor right now uh well uh, speaking of scotty scheffler all that cool stuff that we've talked about an ace a couple of 59 watches keegan trying to go low in round one for the millionth time in a row none of it matters because scotty scheffler shot a seven under bogey free 63 he is three shots off the lead he is second uh in the field from t to green he is 39th in putting he gained one stroke with the flat stick. So this tournament is officially over and we will see you all guys next week. <laughs> uh, it does feel that way. Um, he, you know, it was, it was funny. I was watching his post round state, uh, just comments to golf, cha- to Kira Dixon of golf channel. And in his lead, did you hear his lead? Did you hear what he led with? No, I had it on mute. I didn't, I didn't hear it. He's like, ah, that didn't hit driver very well today. Such an idiot. He is such an idiot. And you're like, come on, dude. Uh, he, his, I, we were talking about this off air, Rick. It, it's, it's very, very difficult to, I feel like I've tried and I've like shouted it from the rooftops, but just to explain how ridiculous he is right now. Uh, I did a, I did a little count of all the scores he shot this year. In the middle of the histogram, if you will, is 68. He shot 18 68s, 8 67s, 5 66s, 7 65s, a 3 64s, a 63 today, and a 62. And only 
six scores worse than 72. Mm. His shot. Yeah, do you like that? I do. Yeah, I do a lot, actually. 12 scores of 65 or better and only six of 73 or worse. I feel like I'm just screaming about this stuff and people are like, I don't know. I didn't want to. It's like, yes, I get it. Does he have the, like, what would be an impactful something? Like, like, is he in the midst of the longest top 12 streak since Tiger? Like, has anybody confirmed that? It's like 16 events in a row. Well, your, your boy, I think it was your boy, Andy Lack had something on how nobody has been this good from T to green for even not even tiger did it for this many events in a row. I, I don't remember what the numbers were. I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, he, he has to rip off like either he has to either win the open or win all the playoff events, which he might. Yeah, I, all of them well, could you imagine sweeping the playoff events oh well, there's only three and he's gonna start with a huge lead at one of them he's gonna start with a two-shot lead which has been coughed up multiple times in the last handful of years that's true <laughs> no but i i actually agree with you i mean like it, it, it's it's not that completely unfathomable he won four out of six starts and he started with no leads in any of those so. i mean he <laughs> I went back and I went back and pulled Tiger's numbers from I think it was 2006, and they Rick, I swear to you, they are so similar to what Scotty's are this year. He won two events early in the year, top ten at the Masters, all these different things, and 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 the the to green was the same. The putting, obviously, Tiger's was ended up better, but at the time, if you go back and look at Tiger's putting numbers in 2006, at the beginning of that season, they were pretty average. Scotty's are below average. So Tiger's were a little better, but they weren't above average for Tiger. And he ripped off six straight tournament wins to end that year. And I keep yelling about how like that could be coming. Like Scotty, I don't think he's going to win six in a row, but he could win four out of five or three out of seven or whatever. And I just feel like it, it bugs me when the only thing that people pay attention to is the binary wins and losses, because so that's not that's not all there is. The obvious observation then would be if all of that stuff is similar, the difference is well, I don't know if that's true or not. The difference is Scotty. My original thought was the difference is Scotty is just playing significantly better competition, but. Strokes gain would know that. Well, hold on. Hold on. Now I'm thinking through this though. Because if Scotty is one shot better per round from T to green than the current average PGA tour player, that is more impressive than being one shot better from T to green than the average tour player 25 years ago. Yeah, you're you're comparing how good they were in their era. You're not comparing them to each other, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like you, I mean, you, if you did compare them to each other, you could make the, I'm not making this case. You could make, make the case. No, say, it, say it, say it, say it. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I would, no, I will, I will make it. I will say Scotty is playing from T to green as well as Tiger ever played. Come at me, hit me. Not literally, but 
I, no, I mean, it, it is not, what it is. Like, I don't, I don't know. And it's also not unfathomable. We have seen guys do things that Tiger did in tiny little spurts. Tiger did for 20 years, right? Yeah. Like, so, so even say like when, when Jason day rattled off seven wins in 18 starts or whatever it was, seven and 17, that was like the closest thing to something tiger did, but tiger also, instead of 18 months, tiger did it for 180 months. Well, and yeah, it takes like seven guys to add up to what tiger did in terms of you got to stack those streaks on top of each other. And tiger just did it for the whole time. And the other thing that tiger didn't get enough credit for is Scotty Scheffler's, you know, gaining a stroke from Tita green on the best players in the world, wearing tiger woods, shoes and wearing and, and hitting tiger woods clubs. Yeah. So, the thing that I always say when I get popped for saying that Tiger's a little bit overrated compared to players, not overrated, but I just don't think he would have won as much in this era, but he also created this era, which he doesn't get enough credit for. So it's a little bit circular, but that's always been my argument. Well, uh, we were kind of kidding about this thing being over and Scotty Scheffler just running away with it. But if you look at the odds board, it is probably no surprise to anyone that he is the favorite to do just that. Plus 230, three shots off the lead heading into Friday's second round. Danny McCarthy, who is our overnight leader, five to one. Patrick Cantlay, five shots back. That's nine to one. Keegan and Adam Scott lurking at 12. And then you get a couple of bigger names like Rom at 18, Victor at 30, Rory McElroy at 35 to one. And if I kept scrolling, probably Colin Morikawa at a billion to one. What did Morikawa shoot? Four over. Is he what? 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 What's his deal? <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 What's his deal? <laughs> that's that's how he makes me feel. That's just how he makes it. I don't know, man. Like he finished. Did he finish in the top ten last week? Like T eight. I mean, he was great last week, and he was great at the Memorial. So it's like not he withdrew from the Memorial two shots off the lead. So I'm not actually concerned, but it's been a weird year for him. You it know? has it's a weird year. He he's he's gotten a little difficult for me to figure out because he's he's. I mean, I I went through the T to green stuff for the year, and he's like fourth or fifth. Yeah. Right. It's like Scotty, uh, Rory, Rom, Cantley, Marcala. So it's, you, you can't look at it and say, like, it's not a JT situation, right? Where you're just like, oh, that guy, he just is not good right now. Because that, that's not true. I, I will say some of that is being buoyed by those first three tournaments of the year where he played very well. But he also just finished in the top 10 at the US Open. So. I don't know for somebody that was so, so, so consistent in terms of making cuts when he first got out on tour, he's become a lot more volatile than I ever thought he would be, which is, we talk about this all the time. I think it's fine. It's just maybe a little bit unexpected. Yeah. Just kind of bizarre. I, I don't, I'm not like panicked or anything like that, but it's just a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit bizarre. So, um, give me Cantlay here. Yeah, I agree. Nine to one can't lay. He is doing the can't lay stuff. He is in the mix. And I I, I don't want to pay 2.3 to one on, on Scotty, but uh yeah, no, I think I think that is objectively like the best, the best bet on the board right now. Yeah. Or Keegan. Eh. Does Keegan get a beat, can't lay and Scotty. And when Rom eventually gets himself back into the mix here, and I don't know. 
I, I mean, I, I would prefer to be like 18 to one, but I don't hate 12 to one. I'm just trying to look through some notables here. Uh, did this guy turn his? Oh, wow. Ludwig. Three under 67. Hell Things, yeah. Same as Victor and Rom and Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, there, there's also the, the afternoon wave played easier on Thursday. So th this thing, there's. There, when we do this recap pod tomorrow night after Friday's round, I think there's going to be a lot of movement in this board. After Scotty shoots another 63. I mean, he's just a be even he's, money. He's a walking 67 right now. Like he just rolls out of what does what does Mark say? He just rolls out of bed and shoots 67. Just rolls out of bed and finishes inside the top 10. <laughs> that was pretty good. You sound like Jason Day, actually. <laughs> South Africa, Australia, all the same thing. All right, did Katie, you see, did you see, Yeah, we'll end on this. Did you see Minwoo's quote? No, but I love Minwoo. He said, I love playing in America because anything you want, you just get on Amazon Prime and you have it the next day. <laughs> That's why. I knew you would love that. It's not it's not the it's not LACC or getting to fly private with Adam Scott. It's it's Amazon Prime, baby. I, I hey listen, I agree with him. It's so sick. Min, oh. Minwoo might be the the goat. Minwoo is you know what Minwoo is? He is just a better a better cured at Affy Barnrat who was like lovable and had all the quotes and he's like, I'm here for Jordans and Porsches and whatever. Yeah. And Minwoo's just like, just <clears throat> as cool and better. <laughs> and he's got more like Kyrdek had swag, but Minwoo's got like, like real swag, unreal swag off the chart. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Musso. Joe Musso. <laughs> Joe Musso. Also Minwoo's an influencer because whatever Minwoo does, Joe Musso does. <laughs> We get these. So Jim, Joe Musso is uh, he's the next Jim Nance, but he's he's a host at CBS Sports HQ. And we always get these texts from him, like just posted up somewhere in Connecticut with the the mock neck and the shades. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to grow that that like uh, the thin mustache yet. Yeah. That men has got going on. That's next step. I love it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, till we have a winner in Cromwell. Uh, actually, Joe Musso. No, who told me? No, he's not going to be. Uh, Greg told us he was going to be in Cromwell for this event on Friday, I think. Breaking down takeaways. and Yeah, so if you see Greg out there, say say hi. Uh, big, big thank you, producer Josh. does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.